This is the Confused Mother podcast and I am your host Gitanjali Mure. Hello and welcome to season 2 of the Confused Mother podcast. It's taken me a long time to get myself organized and plan the first few episodes, but here we are. And uh this episode like my last one at the end of season 1 is also a solo episode where I'm not talking to another wonderful mama but it's just me sharing my thoughts. And in this episode I want to talk to you about culture and festivals. It is festival season in India at the moment. Diwali was just last weekend and before this there was a festival called Navratri. It lasts for 9 days and ends on the 10th day with a big festival called Dashera. This symbolizes the victory of good over evil. Now for those 9 days many people fast and my mother does too. You're only allowed to eat like a few things, but the best part is that you can drink water so it's not super extreme. Um after a few years of watching my mother doing this fast I decided to try it out myself as well and I did it regularly I think for about 5 or 7 years I did it all the time and uh, it was easy because the weather was fine and uh, you don't really feel so hungry when it's that hot but here in Germany when the festival is in October it's already so cold um the summer is over and you know autumn rain and cold winds and storms and so on i find it nearly impossible to fast for so many days at a time and i remember that uh when i was in university in germany i kept the fast once and i think i managed like 5 days or something and at the end of it i said oh my god i can't i can't manage this anymore i can't hold on to this fast i will not manage the 10 days or the 9 days and uh and then i broke the fast after that now as since then i just haven't tried to keep it again because it was so grueling um yeah but again back to festival season in india right now the hot summer is over the beautiful monsoon is over so like everything is green and uh beautiful the weather is a bit cooler everyone is in a good mood everyone is celebrating um you can see like everything is covered in lights and there's lots of shopping and sweets and people are buying jewelry and clothes and making sweets at home buying sweets there's obviously lots of discount offers going on everywhere there's music everywhere and so much more like it's just just a beautiful vibe now as you can imagine At this time of the year I feel extremely homesick. Growing up in India, festival season means that I got to spend a lot of time with my family, seeing my relatives, uh visiting with my friends, playing with them and spending all my time around my loved ones. And culture and religion are very closely related in India. So I'm not very religious myself as such even though my parents are um but I still love celebrating the festivals because of what all it brings with it and what it means. Now one of the challenges that I face now that I live in Germany is of course the availability of the ingredients of the decorative items even flowers that I know and that you would need for an actually authentic celebration. 
Um, but as I said, living in Germany, I've been living here for nine years now. I've kind of learned to adjust and I found my own way. And uh, for example, like we have a few close friends, some fortunately from my childhood, some people that I've known for a long time with whom we celebrate. Um, they come over or we meet up and bring together food and sweets and just have a nice time, spend time together. And I think that this is what most people miss when they move to a new country. yeah. And in this case, Germany, of course, is the community, the close friends, the, the familiarity that we have and all of this togetherness. Now, of course, since I have a daughter, I want to pass on some of my culture and my tradition to her as well, because, you know, she's half Indian and um, I have lived 30 years of my life in India. So all of this, all of these things that make me, me, um, I want her to have some of that as well. And uh on the other hand, it's also important for me to hold on to my own culture because I feel like, you know, I'm so far away from India, I'm so far away from home, um, and that if I don't actively do something to hold on to it, that it will completely get lost. And as I said, it's me. It is what I have grown up doing. And of course, I have really wonderful memories of all of these times. So uh, definitely want to pass on all of this to my child as well. And most of the time, the way I can do this, the easiest way is through food. And uh, if you know Indians, you know that we love food. We can talk about food, we cook food, we eat food, uh, we celebrate with food, we commiserate with food. It's it's an integral part of our lives. And so I do the same thing here for my family. And uh, I think my it was my best friend who said to me, she said that food is our love language um, for Indians, for a lot of people. So uh, we like invite people into our homes and um, cook for them. And it means the world to us to, to be able to do that for other people. And of course, I do that for my daughter and for my husband, for our family as well. And um, it means so much to me when I see how much she enjoys eating it. Uh, like just last night, we had dal rice for dinner and she says... Um, yeah, I, I want dal as well. Like she didn't want to eat plain rice and then she actually had a small portion of rice and dal. So yeah, just these little things make me happy when she kind of also accepts, not just accepts, but also enjoys um, Indian food. And um, yeah, another way that I pass on my culture and tradition to my daughter is, of course, as I mentioned earlier, during festival season, I... You know, when I said that in uh, India right now, everybody's shopping for new clothes and jewelry and so on. So I also try to make it a point to get her some new clothes for Diwali. I got her a little toy and uh, something to celebrate, something to have like a positive association with it as well. And of course, we make sweets at home. We get all dressed up, put on makeup, get some nice clothes and, you know, we celebrate in our own own little way. So that's kind of how we keep it alive. But um, what does it mean to be Indian in Germany uh, or to be kind of like an international person living here? And I've been thinking about this a lot recently. So, for example, my, my husband, who's German, he always laughs when he hears me talk to my Indian friends because he says, and I quote, you suddenly sound so Indian, your accent is different. And um, I don't know if you've 
heard Indians talking, but we mix languages a lot. Like uh, when we're talking in English, we throw in some Hindi words here and there or some other language, depending on what uh, our mother tongue is. And <laughs> and that obviously adds to the Indian, uh, Indian-ness that comes out when I'm talking to other uh, Indian people. I think I gesticulate more and I get more excited and I, I just slip back into this unedited version of myself and and kind of the old me that I used to be before I came to Germany. Yeah, and, and days when I feel homesick, I think a lot about all the things that I left behind, uh, the, the way I have changed and uh, what all I gave up when I came here. Now, for example, last night again, uh, my husband and I had a much, much deserved date night after a very long time. And we went to watch a play at the Deutsches Theater while one of my very close friends watched our daughter at home. And uh, in, in like currently the Cricket World Cup is going on and India was playing New Zealand in the semifinals. Now, if I had been in India, I would have probably been watching the match with my friends and cheering on the team and, you know, really celebrating all of it because India won the game. And uh, I'm not a very big cricket fan, but it's just something that you do. You get caught up in all of this cricket fever. And uh, of course, cricket is very patriotic. It's uh, in India, people also say it's it's a religion. And uh, so even if you're not a cricket fan, you still kind of get caught up in, in all of it. But instead of watching the game, I was at the theater. And uh, I shared a picture with my best friend of us at the theater. And she just had a good laugh because she was like, oh, my God, you are in a completely different world right now. <laughs> Everyone else is talking about the match. And uh, you are here like sending me pictures from the theater. And of course, I found it funny and I laughed as well. Um but it was a little bittersweet at the end because I, it also made me feel quite disconnected and, you know, reminiscent or thinking back to um, or like these times when I would also watch cricket with my friends. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of international parents in Germany talking about moving back to their home country because of these reasons. You know, you feel homesick, you feel disconnected, you feel like you can't make any friends, um, you're missing your community, um, and you just don't feel at home in Germany. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, you're in a new culture. And I think that also after a certain age, it becomes difficult to uh, make new friends, make new connections and so on. So I get it. I get these kinds of feelings that people have. And do I think about going back to India? Absolutely. All the time. Every day or every once in a while, I, I think, oh my God, it would be just so easy to go back. I would have my parents. I would be able to um, get a nanny, babysitter, someone, you know, like basically just get support um, with with my life. Um, but um, it's not that easy. It's not, it's not just like, okay, we pick up and move back to India, right? Yeah, okay. I feel like I'm rambling a lot about how much I love India <laughs> and and uh, how homesick I feel and so on. But I promise there is a point to all this. And the point is that when you're from India, uh, when you're from another country, not India, um, and living in Germany, you will most likely have these things to deal with, right? Like you're homesick for your own home and culture and you're passing on your culture to your children and uh, dealing with that. But you're also mourning and missing and feeling sad about the things that you left behind. 
Um, I'm not sure if you've listened to this podcast episode that I had with Annie Xisthoris. Uh, we talked about grieving your pre-mama self and uh, the things you gave up, the things you lost after you became a mother. So you have that level of loss. But in this case, we also are leaving, grieving the things that we left behind in our home country. Now, of course, that's okay. Um, at the end of the day, it's important that you are satisfied with your decision. And it can go both ways. You say, okay, I'm going to deal with it and continue building my life here because it's better than in my home country. Or you say, okay, this is a short-term plan and at some point we're going back home. Um, yeah. If you haven't listened to the episode with Annie Sisteris, please do. It's one of my most popular episodes yet. And I got so many messages after that episode. It's really... It's really powerful. Uh, I can highly encourage you to listen to it. Yeah, and we do what we can to hold on to the past, but obviously also we should be able to accept the new. Ever since I have now had a child here in Germany, since I became a mother, I've also gotten more involved in the German holidays, like this, uh, the Latin Fest, which was just now in November, then Nikolaustag, which is coming up on uh, in December, and even Christmas. You know, so we're making landus and barfi for Indian festivals, and we're baking cookies and making yummy Christmas cake for Christmas. Um, we're singing Sanskrit prayers and teaching my daughter some of them as well. And we're also singing Christmas carols. So we're balancing it out. I am also slowly learning the songs because I don't know, any, or I didn't know the songs of the Latin Fest, for example. Um, and I'm learning the traditions. I'm learning about the way things are done here traditionally. Um, I'm also constantly amused by some of the customs, like uh, at Nikolaus, where you put, you know, you clean the child's shoes and you put them outside your front door. And uh, apparently Nikolaus comes and gives you a present uh, uh, overnight. So uh, this is usually a small present and they put oranges in the child's shoes, which I find really funny. Uh, it's quite random because uh, food and shoes kind of doesn't really go together that well. Anyway, but uh, funnily enough, even Melissa Monrich uh, of My Migrant Mama has mentioned being amused by this. Uh, I also have a podcast episode with her. You should definitely listen to that. It's all about yeah, celebrating migration. Yeah. Um, yeah. And our family is also celebrating migration and we are making new traditions. And I really hope that you do too. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Subscribe to my podcast and do consider leaving me a rating. Find more information on my tutorials and workshops on theconfusedmother.com.